Let's make today the day you start the business that will change your life. You'll learn how at Income School. Income School is about taking your income into your own hands by creating a website that people will love, building a following, and earning a living online. And now your host, Jim Harmer. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Income School. This is Ricky, and I'm here with Jim. And today, we're going to talk to you a little bit about how to be more productive uh, as you're yeah, trying product- to start a business on the side. Go ahead, yeah, Jim. Yeah, productivity is is huge for anybody. I have faced so many times in my business where, you know, I'll, like for a week, I'll work, 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 work all day, go downstairs, and Emily says, okay, you know, how was work today? And I'll just think, like, I don't even know what I did. You know, like, <laughs> like I was working all day, but I don't even know what I accomplished. And I, I just have seen so many patches where I just kind of fall into doing work without any clear destination. And so I have had to learn a lot of, a lot of things with productivity because there's no boss uh, just giving you the work that just says, here, go do this and come back. You have to decide your goals. You have to set your own deadlines. You have to set your own hours and nothing will get done because no one is giving you a deadline unless you do it yourself. So productivity for the side business owner is just incredibly important. That's absolutely true. Um, even you know, even when you do have a boss, I, I even think about in my uh, my day job, right? That I still have. Uh, you know, we talk about this kind of stuff pretty often. We've even, I've been given training in email productivity because um, sometimes we receive a hundred emails in a day. Uh, some people receive even more than that, and most of the emails are pointless. But so many emails go unread for two, three weeks because they pile up, and then you end up spending three days just reading email, and it's a huge waste of time if you don't know how to stay productive and manage your time and and deal with those things as they come in. You just get so far behind. And it, it's not just with email, but it's with everything. Every task that we're given, everything that needs to get done. Um, and even when they have due dates, if they're too far out there, you know, sometimes it's just really hard to stay on top of things unless you discipline yourself and, and, and have some of these techniques and tactics for being productive. Yeah. When I started Improved Photography, I wanted everybody to email me because if you've started a website as your business, you know how lonely it is feeling like you're shouting into the wind. You know, you work on this blog post, you push it out there and nobody ever talks to you about it. There's no comments, (laughs) nothing. It's just no, you know, you can see that people are going to your website, but it doesn't feel like anybody's going to your website. And so you put your email everywhere. Well, that worked great while nobody was reading my website. And then it started to be that a lot of people started reading my website. And I was happy that, you know, I was saying, yeah, I'm the guy who will answer all their questions and be the really personable one. That works great while you have tens, hundreds, or thousands of people on your website. What about when it turns into millions? And now you've trained thousands of people to email you with any question they have. And that was the problem that I had. And so I turned it into a, a business that, you know, people could email me and I would email you back to answer your questions. And they, they paid for that as part of our courses. Now, that worked great for two or three years. And then 
uh, even that was just too much. Uh, every day I was spending two and a half hours doing email and I said, okay, you know, whatever, if I spend eight hours working and two and a half of it has is doing emails, but it's earning a lot of income, that's great. That's no problem. And so I did that for a year or two. And then I, a few months ago, I realized it's only two hours out of my day, but it's 90% of my energy for today. It, by the time I'm done with emails, I am zapped of motivation to do stuff. And so I find myself doing whatever project sounds fun or interesting and not necessarily the thing that's going to give me the biggest result. And so email can be a huge suck of your time. Now I've, I've hired a, a personal assistant who goes through my email box. I have a secret email that nobody gets to know about uh, except... Uh, to the couple people that I really like to talk to <laughs> and uh, and my personal assistant. And every day he goes through my box and will send me one email with things that I really do have to make a decision on. And he makes as many decisions for me as possible. And it's better that he does it because he's he feels less personal about it. So if somebody says, you know, I'm desperate, I'm trying to start this business, I really need help, can you just give me this answer? I always feel bad, and so I often just just help the person, even though I probably shouldn't. I just need to focus on the business itself. But but he is a little bit, a little bit less passionate about it, and so he can just say no and move on. So that's worked really well for me for email at this point. But it's not like that when you start. So one thing that that I did do when I was doing email that really helped me is I bought a. 30-minute hourglass. You can get them on Amazon for like 10 bucks, And I have it sitting next to me on my desk. And what I would do is when I have to do email or some other task that's just you got to grind it out, it's not fun, you don't look forward to it, you push it off and it kind of slows down your day, I just say, okay, I got to grind through this stuff, grab the hourglass, turn it over, and when the sand is out, I'm done with email. doesn't matter if I'm finished or not finished, it's over. It's going to have to wait till tomorrow. And then tomorrow... I'll grab the hourglass, turn it over again. And it's amazing how much time you save that you could have kind of slugged through it all in one day. But by just having that set time limit, things happen fast. Great. That's a great tip. There, Man, it's so easy to... When you have monotonous work that needs to get done, it's so easy to just put it off and work on the things that are interesting. Work mm -hmm. on the things that are cool. Um, and then we put off the things that are important until they become so urgent that, you know, we have to just run through them as fast as possible. And, and then we don't end up giving our best work and we don't manage our time properly. It ends up taking yeah. longer. <laughs> Absolutely. That happened to me this week. And boy, did it hit hard once it became urgent. I, one of my websites, photoclasses.com, is where I teach my online courses. It's separated from my main website because I wanted a new set of plugins and the technology not to fight with each other because it's a pretty sophisticated system we have running over there. And it's cobbled together with a lot of different plugins and custom code and such. And it ran for, you know, a year. And uh, it's cobbled together on this system. And so I can't update the plugins. I have to get somebody, a developer to come in and anytime we need to update stuff and do it because there's so much custom code running on the site. Now, I knew that it needed to be done for months and months and months and months. But I put it off. 
uh, it was not fun. It was going to cost me money, and uh, it was going to take a good amount of time to to get this updated. And then we did a launch this week of a new set of courses, and suddenly it became dire emergency when the whole website went down right during the launch. Oh, no. And so I was just bleeding money. Every hour was costing me, you know, 150 bucks. And because some people could purchase, but not everybody, it was just a mess. And so uh, it cost me a ton of money. The website was down. I had to stop all projects I was doing, had to cobble it together, put it back. It's still not done right. And all of it is because it was not a fun project and I put it off for a long time. If I would have just scheduled it and got it taken care of ahead of time, then it would not have come to this. But it's my lack of, of scheduling that caused a huge problem. So, so that's one thing we can do is the hourglass method I think can really help us with productivity. Another thing that I've, that I've done to really lessen my, my email load is starting Facebook groups for messaging instead of using email. That's worked awesome. If you have any kind of team in your business, I find this works very well. Even if that team is is only three people, this can work awesome. So I work with people that write for my website and people that do podcasts on my podcast network. And it's a lot of communication. You know, people want to say, hey, what time are we podcasting tonight? Or is anybody publishing an article today? Can I publish today? And there's just a lot of that kind of stuff. And so it was texts to me. It was Facebook messages to me. It was emails to me. I just had to answer a ton of stuff. And I thought, well, is this the job of the business owner? I mean, kind of, right? Am I, am I not supposed to be the person kind of managing other people and helping them get what they need so they can do the work? Great. That's what a business owner is supposed to be. And I thought, no, there's got to be a better way. And so we started Facebook groups. And so it's a private group and we can just all message back and forth. And then everybody sees it on their Facebook on their Facebook feed and other people respond to the others. And so 99% of the time, I don't have to be the one in there to go and answer 10 people's questions. They're helping each other so the person gets the information faster and I don't have to be the one to do it. So that's been a, a major help for us uh, productivity-wise. Yeah, I like that. I've, I've actually got something pretty similar. I have an investment club that, I mean, it's only made up of six members and our communications are certainly a lot less than what you're talking about. But we formed a Google Plus community, a private community. Only the six of us are members. Anybody else tries to join we will just say no, you know, we have to let them in. Um, but every time that somebody has a question or somebody wants to share a piece of information or, uh, you know, we want to talk about a, a stock we want to buy or whatever, that information just gets posted right there on the community page. And, and then it doesn't get lost in emails. Um, it's always there. It's always accessible. Everybody can see it. Everybody can answer. Anybody could answer the question. Uh, and so there's, there's just another option. If you're not a Facebook person, if you just don't like it, but you're a Google Plus kind of person, then you know there are there are options anywhere out there. You can create any any kind of sort of group forum where where everybody's can be a member, everybody can see it. Uh, kind of work the same way, and that's an awesome awesome way to cut down on the email and uh, and just the work for each individual person. Yeah, I I bet I last year I probably sent twenty emails a day. And this year, 
I send, oh, maybe one email a day. It's probably a little bit under one email a day because not every day do I get an email um, from from my personal assistant. So that has just been awesome. And social networking, so like it seems like, oh, it's not as fancy or professional of a solution. And there are lots of apps and, and, you know, solutions, web apps for, you know, business messaging and stuff. I've tried those before and every time it fails, flops right on its face because it's not a place that people are used to going. And so it's just one more place people have to go to get their information. I, the people that I work, we're all, all we're all on Facebook, you know, just as as individuals anyway. And so if it pops up right there, it's great. It's worked really, really well for us. That's exactly another right. thing that that has helped me with a family, especially when I was starting out, and I, you know, it wasn't my you know job that I was doing full time running my business. It was setting clear work hours, even if it's as simple as. Hey, honey, on Saturday morning, I'm going to work from 8 until 11 a.m. And I'm going to work on my business those times. But just having it clear to your family when you're going to do work is huge. And then not doing that work where the family is because they're going to want to talk to you. You're going to want to talk to them. And so if you find a place that it can be quiet, wherever it is, hey, you know, it can be the walk-in closet for all I care. Go somewhere (laughs) that's quiet and you can be alone and tell your family, I'm doing work right now. And the rest of the time, no fair just being on the laptop all day long. You got to say, I'm doing work or I'm not doing work. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I, I think a lot of people uh, are here are aware that I've been, uh, I've been doing business school part-time, working a full-time job, and now you know I'm here on income school. And uh, you know how many other things am I involved in right now? And the only way I can balance it and make it work is by doing that, uh, is by setting aside certain time that I'm at work or certain time that I'm at school. Um, otherwise, the the if it overlaps, the family will always feel gypped. They'll always mm-hmm. feel gypped, and the work will suffer. You'll just get less done. But by by scheduling it out, my family knows that when I get home from my normal day job, from then until the kids go to bed, basically pretty much every day, I'm theirs. Yeah. Work's not going to yeah, get in the I, way. School's not going to get in the way. I'm theirs. Yeah, I think that's great. And I don't like working only a set schedule. I, I did that for a long time that it was just, hey, it's nine to five, baby. That's it. Right. Um, and and that works good. Most days, that's what I do. 4.30 is quitting time for me. I, that's just when I come downstairs. I have a, a completely silent office. We built this house with a with a soundproof room for my office like literally it's soundproof and so I, I have no idea what's happening during the day you know an elephant could walk in and, and I have no idea what's going on downstairs so that's really nice and when I come home 4 30 it's hey honey I'm home uh, most days but sometimes I'm not going to be able to focus on family because something at work is just driving me bonkers you know, I just have this problem that I, I not that I've got a crack right now and I just can't focus until it's over. And so sometimes I'll, I'll tell, you know, I'll text Emily and say, Hey, I'm going to work late tonight. I just, I, I know I'm going to be sidetracked all night long. If I don't just crack this nut and figure out this one problem, I'm going to take tomorrow off completely. Uh, and I always, 
I, I really am very careful to always make the trade because if you just say, hey, I'm working late, then, you know, it's just more time at work and less time with family and none of us want that. Right. You know, we don't want to be workaholics. But sometimes I just know that I can either be kind of sort of absent at home and keep to a normal schedule or I can work in a little bit of a sprint, go a little bit crazy for a couple days, knock this sucker out and take a four-day weekend. And for me, that, that works really great. I, I kind of like that flexibility. And so I think the, the rigid schedule works for some people and for other people, it won't. Sometimes this can be a lot. Sometimes this can be a little. And it kind of all balances out over time. Just make sure you are trading it and you're not just becoming a workaholic. <laughs> right. Another thing that I've done this year is setting a to-do list and a goals list. And this has been awesome. This really helped me more than anything else I've done. Well, having a personal assistant has really helped, but this is maybe a close <laughs> second. So in my on my iPhone and on the Mac, we just have a notes app that syncs. A lot of people use Evernote, but I could just never quite catch on to that one. Just, a, you know, whatever it is, just a little tiny note. And my to-do list is stuff that I'm going to do today. It's not necessarily something that I can finish all in one day, but every time something comes up that's like, ooh, I got to do that, goes on the to-do list. And then under that, I have a goals app that is my goals for 2015. And I see it, you know, probably 10 times a week. I look at the goals list for 2015, and I'm sure that I am not getting sidetracked on any project that it's not going to contribute to the goals list. If it's not helping me with my business goals for 2015, it's not happening. It's just not going to be done. You know, maybe it's a little fix here or there, but if I, I take on no project that isn't on the yearly goals list. And so my to-do list has been awesome because it's not just a list of things that I have to do. It's a list of the only things I'm allowed to do each day. And so as things come up and I say, oh, I've got to do this and I, okay, I could just quick do that. I say, nope, not on my to-do list for today not doing it. I can add it to the list at the bottom of the list so I can do it tomorrow or the next day when I get there, but I have to go down the to-do list in order. And that has been so helpful for me because all the time I, you know, I look at the website, I'm like, Ooh, got a quick update this. Nope, not doing it. I'm just going to add that to the bottom of the to-do list. If it still seems important when I'm planning that day, you know, two days from now when I'm to that, then I'll do it. And, but often I get to it and I say, yeah, it's not a big deal. Just let that ride. And and that has that's been really awesome for me. Do you keep any kind of to-do list or goals list, Ricky? I do, actually. I not quite that clearly, but in my normal day job, uh I, I mean I use an Outlook calendar constantly. Everything that I do every day is in is in Outlook. And when I get tasks that need to be done, um as you get emails or or you have tasks that you need to do in Outlook, you can create a task or you can flag an email and it adds on to your task list. I used to use that. I decided I didn't like that anymore because then you just kind of have this list of tasks and there's not a good way to prioritize them. It's just first in, first out. Um, and so what I started doing was actually taking those things that need to get done. And this is kind of in line with what you said, Jim. I actually schedule my day every day. I say, okay, I, you know, this is going to take about a half hour. Um, and I just put it into my calendar. I'm going to spend 30 minutes, you know, 8.30 to, to 9 this morning, I'm going to work on this. And from 9 to 10, I'm going to work on this. And and that way, all of those tasks get 
done. Um, but that allows me to sort of prioritize a little bit and uh, make sure that today I'm working on the things that need to get done today. Whether those tasks came to me a week ago or a day ago, it allows me to prioritize which ones actually need to be done today. Um, that's kind of how I do it. I like the way that you're talking about it though, Jim. Um, and what I don't have is a nice goals list. Here are my goals for this year. You know, I, I have them. I know, I know what some goals are that I have for the year. Um, but I don't have this clear list and it's certainly not a complete list. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the way you just said it, Jim. If, if something comes up and it's seems like it'd be good to work on, but it doesn't lead you toward reaching those goals, then it doesn't need to be done. And the only way that works is if your goals list really is a complete goals list. Um, if you've got a couple goals for the year that you, you want to get to, but it's not, it's not all the things you want to do for the year, or you know at least the big things you want to do for the year, then there are obviously going to be lots of other things that you still need to do. But if you have a nice, good, complete goals list for the year, then it's really easy to stay focused on the things that are the right things to do. So I really like that. I think that's a great tip. That's something that I can definitely implement and that I'd recommend that other people do as well. One thing that I had difficulty implementing that kind of thing earlier in my business was I had a hard time thinking through my goal for the end of the month, much much less planning what my business is going to do for a whole year. And every time I would hear on a, a podcast or an audio book, somebody would say, you know, you got to have a mission statement for your business and all this kind of stuff. I'd sit down and I would just say, I have no idea. I'm figuring stuff out as I go. I've, I don't know what this thing is going to become five years from now. I so there's so much to learn between here and there. I have no idea what's going to be working. I kind of just got to try stuff out and see if it works or not. If it works, then I'll do more of that. And, you know, I, I think a lot of that is forgivable with a new business. I wish now I could go back to the five years ago and just see what my business would become and where <laughs> the money would be coming from and all this stuff. But it's not that way. You're never going to get that. And rarely uh, have I ever started a business that I can say, no, boom, this is it. This is what it's going to look like five years from now. Got a clear direction. Uh, often, you know, you're taking one step into the dark because that's as far as you can see. And then you look around and they take another step and you try to figure things out. So one thing, so what I did is it just takes longer in the beginning uh, to be able to do that. You know, to get my complete goals list for the year, I spent two full weeks of work in January, two full weeks, and all I did was make goals for the year. And that was so much, I mean, that was so, 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 so useful that time. It was not, it was not wasted at all because I have already got done more in this year than probably I did in the six months previous because I just have a clear direction of where I'm going. Uh, so, you know, it's not going to be easy at the very start of your business because you won't know what's going to work. But take a guess. That's all you can do. All you can do is guess which way is right. You're not going to know what the best direction is, if you should make a DVD or work on ebooks, or if you should make a physical product or whatever else. You won't know. But guess uh, what you would like to have done for the year. At the end of the year, work on, an, on a new set of goals. 
and and you know you may be wrong and you wasted some time on some stuff that's okay at least you followed through and you were able to see clearly if it worked or not and and so i i, I don't know that that's the way that i would approach it and and it's been really helpful for me i think that's an important a really important point though jim when you make a goal for the year especially like you said especially when you're starting a, a business but even i think when you're your business is more mature and and you have a goal to to accomplish something this year like this year, I'm going to write my ebook, right? And you spend your first four months of the year working on the content for that ebook. But you know what? Four months goes by, and suddenly you're like, you know what? This content doesn't really lend itself to an ebook. This would do a lot better as a video training course. I've got all the content put together. Now I just need to film it. It's okay mm-hmm. to change your goal. It's okay to say, you know what? The, the ebook got me going. It got me moving. And that's why it was important to set that goal. That's why it was important to make that that guess, right? Um, but it's okay to say, you know what? My goal's changed. Instead of an ebook, you know what? Let's turn it into something else. That's okay. Sure. And, and you should do that. You should be willing to change when, you know, your your market or your customers, when what they want is different from what you thought they might want. You should be willing to change. You should be flexible as a business. If you're not, then you won't <laughs> you won't be able to succeed. You won't be giving your customers what it is that they're actually willing to pay for. Yeah, so uh, not not to be self-indulgent at all, but since a lot of people are starting internet businesses, let me just tell you what my goals are for the year uh, because I, I, I hope that it, that it gives you a little bit of hope that you, you don't have to have everything figured out. Uh, my My goals for this year are this. Number one, make a DVD. Uh, I I don't know what it's going to be on yet. Maybe night photography, maybe sports, uh, maybe travel or landscape photography. I'm not sure, but I've never been in the DVD market. I've never made and sold the DVD like on Amazon. And so that's one goal. I'm going to do it. And during the year, I can be thinking about that, what the topic is going to be, but I'm going to get a DVD out. And the next is I want to make $10,000 a month from sites other than improved photography. Uh, and so I bought a website that we've talked about, working on other little ones. I want that passive income coming in, even though it's a pretty small part uh, of my overall income. And then uh, I want to make write a book on composition to bring up my ebook sales. In fact, we should do an episode uh, of the of the podcast about ebooks. That can be an awesome way to get started. Sure. And then I want to stop writing articles for improved photography almost entirely and instead work on tools on the website like a map where people can click and go to the best photo locations in each state, a wizard that people can you know, find out which camera is right for them by answering a few questions, tools instead of articles. I have just been hearing a lot of good things from other website owners that are doing that. And so those are my goals. That's it. A lot of it is not figured out. I, I don't have a ton of detail on them, even though I spent two weeks working on these goals. And so they are malleable a little bit. If I really am getting excited about composition, well, I can make the DVD about that. Uh, you know, I, I can move and kind of flex with the things, but I do have hard goals that at the end of the year I can say, this was accomplished, this was not accomplished. And already this year, I've been able to knock off three of my major goals for the year. It's been awesome. And so, man, having goals is important. But having them somewhere you can see and having a clear to-do list has has just been super helpful for me. Awesome. Well, good. Well, I think that kind of brings us to 
sort of the last one, or I guess our last tip for the night um, about productivity. And, and for this one, I want to give you a little bit of background. Uh, a little, this kind of comes out of a book that I read a few years ago. It's called Getting Things Done by David Allen. I would recommend it for people that want to learn how to get more stuff done. Um, and I'm not going to, I don't want to tell you everything that's in the book. There, there's a lot there. There's a lot of value. But the basic premise of what I want to give as a tip is when, when you have a lot of stuff to get done, you have a lot of stuff on your to-do list, but it's not written down. It's not prioritized. It's not scheduled. You always have it just hanging over your head. It's there in your mind. Uh, I get this with school assignments. I get this with uh, the things that I'm doing at work. I get this with things that I need to get done around the house. Okay. So just this con- this constant list in my mind of things that need to get done. And I feel like I have to remember them all because I don't have them written down. I don't have them scheduled. They're just kind of there in my mind, right? Well, in the book, he talks about that. And he talks about how it's really hard to be productive and get any of those things done when you're constantly worried about all of them. And so here's my recommendation for, for everybody. Start writing down a to-do list. So Jim's already mentioned that to-do list. Take everything that you can think of that needs to get done and write it down. Make a list. Don't worry about prioritizing it yet. Just make a huge list. Okay. Um, once you have this list, just start working your way down through the list. Uh, just quick, be quick about it. Anything that you can get done uh, that'll take less than five minutes, just do it. Okay, just do it. Uh, this is specifically when you're getting started. Just get it done. Uh, if it's responding to an email, if it's if it's writing a letter to somebody, or or does I don't even know if people do that anymore. <laughs> if it's um, but if it's something you can get done in less than five minutes, just just take care of it. Get it off the list. Anything that really isn't going to need to get done in the next few months, put it on its own separate list and file it away somewhere. If you use Outlook, you can make a list and then you can schedule that list to pop up later. Uh, Google has similar tools that'll allow you, um, if you have the Google uh, inbox add-in app, I guess, uh, you can you can set things aside and have them pop up later. There, there are so many apps and so many programs that do this, okay? Everything else, write it down and schedule it. Prioritize it. So Jim talks about his to-do list and he does things, he puts these things on in order so that they have to get done in the right order. Um, schedule these things. And by doing that, you get them all off your mind and you can just focus on one thing at a time. And then as new things come in, go through that same process. It's really easy once you get used to it as as a task comes in that needs to be, to get done, you know, uh, your wife says, "Hey, uh, I noticed that the the drain on the kitchen sink is dripping." Okay, well, maybe that's something that needs to get taken care of pretty quickly. And if you're not a do-it-yourself type of person, then maybe all it takes is calling the plumber. Maybe that's a five-minute job for you. Just do it. Don't put it off. Um, yeah, if, that's right. If it's not going to be easier to fix later, fix it now. Just do it. Um, if it's, hey, you know what? We need to, uh, you know, fall's kind of past. All the leaves have fallen. We really need to get the yard raked up. And if that's a task you do yourself and it's going to take an entire Saturday afternoon, then schedule it and stop worrying about it. Don't nag yourself about it. Don't let your spouse nag you about it. Schedule it. Get it written down. Then you, then your spouse, neither of you have to worry about it. You don't have to think about it. 
The same principle applies for all the things that need to get done in your business, especially in a side business. If you're juggling a job and you're trying to get a side business going, uh, which is the state that a lot of us are in, you got a lot of stuff on your plate and they're all coming at you from different directions. If you got a family, you got stuff coming from there. If you got a you know a full-time job, you've got stuff coming from there. And then you got your side business with all these things that need to get done. And it's too much to juggle in your mind. So just get it on paper and get it scheduled. It doesn't even have to necessarily be, I'm going to do this Tuesday from 2 to 4 o'clock. Just, just get it on your calendar for, yeah, this is something I'm going to work on this week or next week or whatever. And then when that day comes or when that week comes, then follow Jim's tip of the to-do list. Make your to-do list for the day and say, you know what? This is one of the things that's on my list for this week. I'm going to put it on my to-do list for Tuesday and just get it there. And by doing that, you're going to get all these things off your mind and you'll be so much more focused on the things that are really important that you need to get done now. And by having all these things that are important scheduled, then you keep things from becoming urgent. Yeah, that's a great point. And it's a great way to get started. (laughs) If you are a professional business podcast listener, if you are a professional entrepreneur, want to be, want to be, but you haven't actually got started, let's put it on the calendar and let's say, you know what? March 17th, honey, I'm taking that Saturday and I will have a website up. By the way, go to incomeschools.com slash to start and you can do that a lot quicker, <laughs> but put it on the list. We have a, talked about a lot of productivity tips. I hope they're helpful for you today. Uh, but number one thing is schedule a start date for whatever it is you're going to do. Ricky, it was a pleasure talking with you today and learning a little bit more about productivity, and we'll see you in a week. When you're serious about launching your website, check out Jim's free step-by-step tutorials at IncomeSchool.com. Income School is a production of Improv Photography, LLC. Any opinions expressed by guests and callers do not reflect those of Improv Photography, LLC. Results mentioned not typical. Some links mentioned are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Some calls simulated. Improv Photography, LLC is not a law firm and does not give legal or tax advice. Always seek the advice of a competent licensed CPA or lawyer licensed in your jurisdiction before making business decisions.